All right. So a uh, couple of years down the road, yeah. uh, you go back home to Dupo, Illinois. 62239. Where the boys learn. Oh, no. What do they learn? How to be gentlemen. <laughs> and where the girls learn. Strength. So uh, you go back uh, to Dupo. Um, you were asked to judge a uh, uh, a karaoke contest, a Hootie and the Blowfish karaoke contest. Okay, why? Um, because uh, you have finally, a couple years down the road, uh, made it to the people from uh, <laughs> du- from Dupo uh, uh, Wikipedia page. Yeah, my so second stint back- there. So people back home are like, uh, duh, he's a celebrity. <laughs> duh. And so um, they uh, get you to uh, come back home. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they pay you. Uh, they pay for the flight. Who? Uh, Who's they, paying me? Who's putting this on? Um, the Dupo public school system. Community unit 196. They're kind of like branching out from like traditional like uh public school education yeah they're starting to invest in like nightclubs why and, like, cars and stuff. shouldn't they get good at teaching kids first well what happened was uh it was uh it taken over the the guy who was running the show uh memphis blake so, yeah that was a, like the school like the superintendent yeah he was uh he uh uh, unfortunately uh died and he was uh replaced by his like fun loving uh nephew adolphus blake yeah and uh what happened is they kind of like i said were like yeah you know education's important but like i fuck he he goes the first mean that he has with everybody he goes look education's important but i fucking hated school dude i would usually just not even go and just you know hang out and so things have gotten a lot more lax under this guy. You know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. I'm friends with my yeah. old science teachers on Facebook, and they all love Trump. All of them. Dang. Um, so um, basically, they have they're having this like a you know big party type of thing. It's a school, and- Pat. That you can't like you you just can't fucking do that. It's a school. Like, like well, there's tax kinda, money that goes to it. Like it's, it's that's w- why this has to be a success. Uh, because so this guy's just going are, rogue. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, the public school system of Dupo, Illinois is kind of in debt to some, uh, some dangerous people. What the fuck they are you talking are about? Pat? Taking, they are taking a risk. They are rolling the bones up in Dupo. How does like how does like the state not step in and put a stop to this shit? Um, how is this know, allowed to happen? It's interesting. Uh, Memphis Blake's uh, daughter actually uh, is like the governor of Illinois. So the superintendent, his daughter, goes on to be governor of Illinois. Is this yeah? The posthumous. Her name is uh, 
loquacious. Loquacious Blake. Yeah. And so they kind of have like a handshake deal going on. So the uh, public school system goes rogue and uh, they start investing in like, you know, kind of some seedy stuff. There's definitely like a if you want to like, you know, roll the dice, you know what I mean? They can hook you like literally gamble on school grounds. All over. What does that mean? But yeah, they would have like a lot of uh, illegal tournaments inside public schools, like late at night and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're they're definitely like like laundering money. You can't like prove it, but you're pretty sure that like it's being used to launder money. Uh, things are kind of weird in Dupa right now, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. So sounds you pretty go fucking home. terrible. <laughs> sounds yeah. pretty fucking awful, Pat. <laughs> they're turning they're they're turning the school. Into a fucking into, into casino a business, man. And yeah, like a nighttime like an casino. Yeah, it's, and like when you and like it's kind of like uh, why like Vegas back in the day, dude. What do you? Like, it's, it's like fucking it's like prohibition. Pat? It's like you go in, you can hear like uh, you can almost hear like Sinatra playing. You know what I mean? So they're it's like piping like in a, tunes into the school. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? There's no clocks anywhere, so you don't know what time it is. So what about all the like, teachers? Uh, what about all the classrooms? They take them down. No, school's still in session. It's just like on, you know, certain rooms are for gambling. Certain rooms are for learning. Dupo, Illinois. They, uh, and they, uh, Dupo actually ends up changing their, uh, their, uh, uh, motto. They're like, you know, city motto, the terrible one that I said earlier. Now it's called, now it says when you, when you get, when you, uh, approach Dupo, it says now entering Dupo. And then in quotes, it says, this is how we do it. So uh, Dupo is a little different from the last time you were there. This sounds so, so fucking awful. I hate this so much. Why? Well, why the fuck do you think, Pat? <laughs> why do you think? What well, doesn't affect your life? Yeah, but it's like it's where I'm from. You know, I have people who live there that I'm that I'm I care about, and their children go to school there. And yeah, you're you're putting a goddamn illegal casino in an already underfunded public school. They learn how to like count cards and stuff. Like the they, kids? they get yeah, they get trained pretty well, dude. This sucks, Pat. They learn like like they learn how to like um uh if somebody uh gets the drop on you from behind, uh they teach you how to like not crush your windpipe and how to like, you know, break their nose at the same time. Uh it is a pretty intense place, I'm not gonna lie to you. Again, Dupo has taken a turn for the definitely the interesting. Yeah, it so sounds you like you go there. And the gig is uh is pretty fun for the most part. I mean it's just at it's at a bar, um, uh, right outside, uh, right uh, in Dupo. Uh, the bar is called um, <laughs> Hangnails. That fucking um, sucks. You Why? <laughs> Why is it called Hangnails, Pat? Why would you name a bar Hangnails? Um, it's uh, what happened was uh, so the the person who uh, uh, like like uh, owns it and is in charge of it. Uh, her name is uh, Melissa Fogel. She uh, her uh, her grandfather uh was in uh was in the big one WW two. Okay. And uh, what happened was um, uh, he he knew he was like drafted and stuff, and he knew he had he was gonna you know be gone, and he really didn't know 
how long he was going to be gone for, if he was going to survive, what what was going to happen. No one knew. This was like the early days of the war. And um, she, uh, they basically had this um, this uh, system. Uh, what happened was uh, he was uh, it, it, living in uh, uh, Newport News, Virginia, where they have a lot of like, uh, you know, Navy people, you know. And um, every night they would meet up. He was in the barracks there, you know. She was yeah. uh, <clears throat> living, uh, not living there, but uh, just spending her time there in like a hotel, you know. She yeah. knew she had to move back home eventually. And uh they had a uh they had a system where um every night at uh ten o'clock uh there was a uh, only one street light on uh like uh on her block that actually yeah. worked. So every night at uh eleven o'clock, I think I said. Uh, the ten o'clock. Sorry, every uh, night at ten o'clock, uh, he would be able to, you know, sneak away from uh from the military, and she could uh, come outside, and uh, they'd go outside and just um stand under the the street light in uh you know in Virginia under the and, lone street uh, light they, in the least yeah underneath the lone street light, and uh, they would hear um you know especially back then uh, it wasn't as uh, developed. <clears throat> Uh, sure. As as it is now, so they would hear, you know, um, birds at night. They would yeah. hear, uh, you know, uh, they would hear different amphibians, you know, frogs, sure, toads. They would hear all kinds of uh, wondrous things, and uh, to them, it sounded like music. Yeah. And uh, every night they would meet and uh, sometimes they wouldn't even, they would just barely talk. They would just sit there and, and listen to nature together. Um, one night though, uh, when they went out there, uh, somebody nearby uh, was like staying up late and blasting records super loud, like some, like jazz records super loud. And so uh, even though it was kind of up tempo, they just kind of felt like it was appropriate. So uh, her, uh, Eventual grandparents, uh, you know, sometimes would just like dance in the uh, the lone light of Virginia. And then one day she went out there, 10 o'clock, right on the dot. Yeah. And, uh, and he didn't come. And she uh, waited for a little while, probably about 45 minutes before she realized, oh, right, he shipped out to war. <laughs> she didn't even know like she didn't even know if he was gonna go uh she just Europe. fucking forgot when the the man she loved was leaving and she's there for 45 minutes and then went oh that's right he just shipped out to war no 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 they, uh, <laughs> what the fuck she knew that if they didn't uh if he didn't show up because he never knew when he was gonna leave you know oh okay so, so uh this was just kind of that and then that's when she realized like oh no my baby done shipped out to war yeah and so um she kind of waited there for a little while even though she knew what was going on yeah and um she looked down at her uh at her fingernails and she noticed that on her pinky she had a hangnail yeah and she vowed to not pick that hangnail off until her beloved came back safe yeah guess what what i don't know i'm just waiting for it so four uh so basically four years later uh four years 
Yeah. How long is that nail? That's a four-year-old nail, Pat. That is. Yeah, but it's a, it's a hangnail, so it does it stops growing. So that's not uh, how nails four, work. Four years later, uh, he comes back <laughs> from from war, and um, there's there's this thing <laughs> that where, would be a really long nail with a hangnail on the end of it, Pat. How yeah. long is his nail? It is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's pretty long, dude. Yeah. It's like uh, like 15 inches by oh, this geez. point. Christ, that's so long. A single 15 inch nail with a hangnail at the very end of it that is dwarfed <laughs> by the rest of the nail. Yeah. So Jesus uh, Christ. So uh, the first, like uh, you know, uh, boatload of uh, soldiers uh, to come home uh, to uh, to Depot. Uh, they came back and. Um, she was like, you know, kind of standing in the waiting area and, um, you know, these guys were coming out and seeing that their wives and running forward and, and grabbing them and stuff like that. And she just like <laughs> stood there and she stood there and she stood there. Oh, and, um, she was just like, huh. And then, um, the, uh, one of like the flight attendants comes out and, and she goes, excuse me, miss. Is that, is that them all? And then she kind of looks at her and she goes, um, Oh, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think so. And she's like, Oh, okay. And the flight attendant looks at her and she just goes like calmly puts her hand on her shoulder. And yeah. she's like, and she, she just looks at her and it's the, it's, it's the craziest thing because these women don't know each other at all. And sure. they've never seen each other again after this. She lightly claps her shoulder and looks her dead in the eyes and says, your husband's coming home. Were they married? Yeah, they eloped right before. Oh, okay, good, good. And so she's like, huh. <laughs> and uh, she and so she kind of just like, oh, okay. And she's kind of like kind of weirded out. And so she uh, she turns around uh, and starts to walk away. <laughs> and then suddenly, from behind her, she hears this like voice, this very familiar voice, yeah. go. excuse me miss and she goes huh and turns around and it's him and he looks at her and he goes i think it's about time you got rid of that hangnail four years four years and she never snagged it on anything she never like four year well no she took a special care to make sure i mean she swore a vow dude and back then vows meant something yeah yeah i guess i guess you're right it's a different time. So, so they uh they end up having this uh you know this wonderful life together. Uh, yeah. Uh, after that happened, yeah. So um so that's why it's called uh hangnail. Hangnail. Yeah. Hangnails. So you, yeah. So you go to the bar uh and it's uh it's fun you know um people are going up there uh pretty much just singing the hits like no one's doing like a sure. cut. Yeah, you know why would I mean? you? So yeah, so people yeah, are going up there. Are they doing wagon wheel? Has anybody done wagon wheel? I know it's I know it's not hootie, but Dupo's the kind of town where people would definitely do wagon wheel right out of the gate. So what ends up happening is the night starts off great. Yeah. And ends uh, not as great. Classic Dupo. Someone goes up there and uh, they sing wagon wheel by uh, Darius Rucker. And 
when she starts singing it, there's like a few people in the crowd who were like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. Fuck this shit. Uh, and like it kind of caused a, a little bit of uh, of controversy because the guy who went up there, uh, uh, Charles Dome, he was like, he goes, Chuck what? Dome? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? It's, you know, that's it's it's that's Hootie. That's Darius's Hootie. We're doing a because the name of the uh, the of the, of the thing, the karaoke contest is called um, Hootie or Hard Out. And so he's like, it's not stated that. It's Hootie and the Blowfish, like it, and it, and it honestly, like it. The bar erupts in violence. You know what I mean? Like it is a, uh, it is a sight to see. That sucks. I'm getting out of there. I want no part of this. I don't give a shit already. I already don't give a shit. I'm probably just coming yeah. back for a free ticket home to see my family. Um, yeah. I don't care enough to be here for this. I'm not gonna put myself in harm's way over a hootie discrepancy. Yeah, I want no part of this. What do I have to do? Can I just leave? Yeah. So you say it's erupting like, in violence. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, like the other. Uh, there's two other uh, hosts. Oh, not hosts, but two other judges. It's you. Um, there's the uh, Dupo uh, Beauty Queen uh, 2020. Uh, her her name is. Um, Francesca Augustus the fourth okay and um, the other one is this guy who hosted a show on like public access Dupo public access uh, his, his name is a uh, sweaty Dave and he did this show where like it was just it was kind of like Wayne's world but like you know not I it was like ironic not ironic you know what I mean it was like he would just kind of show and be like have an electric guitar and be like hey what's up everybody he said that he said those words he didn't actually play that guitar lick. he just said he say, yeah that was kind of this thing so he like okay. talked to people and he'd be like he like he'd be like dupo illinois people in dupo were into it yeah. So he was he was the other uh, the other host. So you're just like fuck this, and you leave. And you, as as you leave, you kind of shout over your shoulder like, "Just mail me the check." And you uh, you, you keep you keep going, and uh, you're like, "That was fucking weird." You drive uh, back uh, to your uh, your your mom's place, and uh, you tell her about the gig. And like honestly, at this point, like you're you didn't really give a shit about the gig, and it's not like you did anything wrong. It just turned the violence and everything. Yeah, I'm not insane. sticking around for that shit. Sure. So it's so so you don't really care that like you just go home and you tell your mom about this immediately. Yeah. And you guys are just laughing about this. Yeah. Like it's such a dumb thing to have happen. Yeah. You know. And uh, so you guys end up uh, you know hanging out and uh, you know talking for a bit or whatever. And then she's like, uh, "All right, well I gotta you know your mom works at night, so she's like, I'm gonna I gotta get to work." And you're yeah. like, and you're like, "Godspeed, mother," and she leaves. And so um, you kind of grow like a little bit restless, just kind of sitting around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you decide like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go for a walk in the neighborhood. You walk outside and uh, it's crazy. When you were uh, growing up there, uh, you had a, uh, a bike and you loved this thing. 
you would uh, bike all over Dupo. You would uh, bike over bridges. You would uh, bike into the woods. Uh, one time uh, while you were there, uh, way and you just you're just like now remembering this. Way back in the day, you were biking on your bike uh, through um, the woods of Dupo. There's the place right by the high school. Everybody would go smoke cigarettes. Called the Little Woods. You go through that little woods, and uh, you kind of like you see like kids smoking cigarettes and stuff, and you yeah. kind of pass by them. And one of them goes, <laughs> one of them goes, "Hey, Aaron, you want to smoke?" And you yell, "No!" As you go past them, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Whatever," they don't really care. So you're going through uh, through that woods, and uh, you hadn't like been there in like a while, and it like the sun was going down, you know. So uh, you were kind of barreling through uh, the woods of Dupo, uh, little woods, and uh, you look up, and suddenly, like, there's the end of the trail. It's just like a giant rock, and you're heading straight towards it. Why uh, wasn't I looking at it at all before? Why was um, I just head down, pedaling, not looking where the fuck I was going, Pat? You were just kind of like looking around. You were like, holy shit. And I don't notice a giant fucking rock in the middle of... No. Your your town called it the rotund one. That giant rock. So you head towards the rotund one and you just think, holy shit, and you hit the brakes, but you know you're not gonna make it. And yeah. suddenly you just come to like a stop. But like a very it's a sudden stop, but it's a smooth stop. And you're like, what the fuck? And you kind of like remember turning around and seeing uh this figure standing before you, uh made uh, entirely out of uh like um like logs, you know? No, I don't know, Pat. Wooden, wooden, wooden logs that you would cut. You know what I'm talking about? Like for like a log cabin? Yeah. So you see like it's a guy who's made completely out of those logs. Jesus uh, Christ. And his face is like uh, like it looks like a dry erase marker, but like, you know, eyes and a big smile and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and you just remember it saying it saying to you, um, hello, Aaron, I am the Lord of the Woods. And then he looks at you and he goes, and you owe me one. And then he kind of like disappeared back into the woods. So that's like a memory that you just remember. And you're like, what the fuck? I fucking hate this. <laughs> I hate it. Whenever somebody steps in and intervenes in my life and then demand payment from me for something I didn't, I didn't ask for. It's manipulative and it's shitty. And I hate it. I hate it. Sure. And I'm not going to do a fucking thing for a man made out of logs, Pat. I'm not doing something for him. The Lord of the Woods. So um, you're just sort of like, a, you know, whoa. So you, that's just like a memory that you have. Because in front of your, of your mother's house is what you could swear is that same bike that you, that you use in all those, especially summer adventures in Dupo. You look at it. It's the same bright blue. It's got red handlebars and green tires. You remember that you actually, you love this bike so much that you actually named it. Yeah. It's named. Uh, Here we go. Ike. Ike. My bike's name is Ike. Yeah. And what and what scenario am I 
am I referencing this bicycle's name? Well, it's just like a thing that you did. Like, you know, you were like, I'm going to, you always named all your cool stuff. You had a tennis racket that you named, um, <laughs> you named uh, Brianna. You had, uh, growing up, you had a, um, you had a, a like a, a, a pen that you loved that you named uh, Mindy Cohen. Just stuff that you liked, you would kind of give a name to. So, so you you kind of like go outside and you see Ike the bike right in front of your mother's house. Son what of do you bitch. do? What do you do? I walk past it. I look at it and think, oh, that's strange. That looks like Ike the bike. I walk so past it. You just kind of like walk on past it. But as you're walking, you kind of like. You're like a, a noise. No, you kind of turn around, no. and the bike is following you. What the fuck, Pat? It's not like it's not coming. Like it doesn't quickly. matter, it's- Pat. It doesn't matter how fast it's going. <laughs> Why? Because it, it doesn't matter if it's slow. That's almost worse. <laughs> the bike is moving on its own, Pat. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of notice that the uh, like the bicycle seat is like what s- subtly glowing. No. No. What do you do? Go the fuck inside. I go inside. I want no part of this bicycle that's following me around <laughs> and has a glowing seat, Pat. I mean, that's kind of cool, though. It's, I think it's fucking cool. terrifying. <laughs> the bike is standing up on its own accord <laughs> and is following me. Yeah. And its seat is now glowing. Subtly. It doesn't matter, Pat. There's light coming out of the fucking seat. That's that's terrifying. So you uh, you go back inside your house, you say? Yeah, Pat. So you go back inside your house, and as you pass the bike, it kind of like goes like, like, a a, dog. like a dog, like a fucking yeah. dog. God damn, and like Pat. and like kind of like and it, and it nuzzles the I'm, tips of your fingers oh, as the, you walk past. I'm not gonna let it get near me, Pat. I'm terrified. This bike is following me. I'm going to get inside as fast as I can. <laughs> So you go inside and uh, close the door. And as soon as you close the door, there's a knock at the door. What do you do? I don't do anything. Go in the other room. And I, I lay down. I don't answer the door because there, I didn't see anybody out there when I was coming in, which leads me to believe that it's the fucking bicycle knocking on my door, Pat. How could a bicycle knock on your door? I don't know, Pat. How does it follow me and have a glowing seat? How does it reappear after a decade of being MIA? (laughs) You know, there are a lot of questions here. Okay, fair enough. So um, you just kind of sit there and, uh, you know, it stops knocking. And you're like, oh, that was fucking weird. And uh, you walk into the kitchen to grab something to eat. And inside the kitchen is the bike. What the the fuck, Pat? This, This is not even my place. You know what I mean? This isn't, this is, this is beyond, this is disrespectful on a personal level. Yeah. This is not even, this is not even my place. And you're, you're still barging in. What would happen if my mom came home and there's a bicycle just standing up in the middle of the kitchen and the seat is glowing and it looks just like the one that I used to ride around town during all my adventures (laughs) as a teen. This makes, I can't explain this. This is terrifying. How did it get in here? I mean, it can't talk. It's a. It's a bike. It can whimper. Yeah. It can nuzzle my hand. 
And it does it again when you walk in. I don't I don't touch it, Pat. I don't know how many times uh, to tell you. I'm not touching it. I'm staying away from it. The seat continues to glow. What do you do? I walk outside with the door open. Does it follow me? No. Then I go inside. I steal myself. And I grab the bike by its frame. And I lead it outside. I pick it up. And I take it outside. It goes with you willingly. you know. I you put just, it outside. I turn yep. around. And I say, stay. And then I walk back inside. So the uh, the bike kind of like turns and looks at you. You kind of look at the people and you hear it whimper again. And you're like, fuck, this is too weird. So um, you go to sleep. Uh, you kind of wake up the next day and you look out and you're kind of like, what the hell? You look outside. And you see that it like snowed. What are you talking about? Snowed. There was snow. It snowed in Dupo. But this is so this is wintertime. Yeah. <sighs> And you see that snow outside and it, it reminds you of um, being young and playing in the snow. And you're like, and you think to yourself, oh boy, I should get outside. And so uh, you run downstairs. Your mom already has a steaming cup of hot cocoa for you. Man, two goddamn just... marshmallows in it. How'd you get so lucky? She's a great mom. She's the best. I love hot cocoa. Uh, and she knows. She puts in the thermos for you. She knows you want to scoot those buns outside and go sledding and stuff. Uh, you go outside and um, you see that like the bike has uh, frozen to death underneath the frozen to snow. death. That would you're implying that it's alive. So it's 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 so it's laying on its side, motionless as a bike should be. But it, you can tell it's dead. You can tell it's a corpse of a bike. Jesus Christ! You, you, you look down at, the, at this thing and you're like, holy shit! And you realize the bike was you know alive the whole time. And, uh, yeah, it was it. following me. You, this isn't a new thing, Pat. This has been so frustrating. Yeah? I can't believe you're going to guilt me. Go on. So you look out of this uh, dead uh, bike that no one will ever cry for. And you're kind of like, uh, uh, and you uh, decide you're gonna head to like your favorite like uh, place to go uh, sledding in uh, in Dupo. It's called um, it's called Sodium Mountain. And what it is is it's just it's not really a mountain. It's like just kind of a joke. It's like it's like a a fairly steep hill in the neighborhood. Sure. And and you and you're like can't wait. And so you um you like run there and yeah, uh, there's nobody there. It's just you. And so you uh, jump into your fucking sled and you just think to yourself, like, what an amazing day this is going to be. And uh, you kind of like tilt forward and like you start like sledding down and you're just like, man, how does this day get any better? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you're going down and suddenly like the um, the sled like turns to the side what know? the fuck what do you mean and uh you smash into a uh, a tree you're knocked unconscious great first good thing to happen this whole fucking episode you come to son of a bitch and, and you were in an son of a bitch white Pat. room almost as if you're in a room 
without walls. Yeah. And you're kind of standing there in this nothingness, this entire white landscape. And you're like, what the heck? And um, you turn around and standing there in front of you uh, is this guy. He is uh, he's probably about nine feet tall. Easily. Yeah. Uh, he is dressed like a clown. Uh, he has like a like a clown nose and, and all the classic, you know, whatever. And uh, he uh, is holding a like a balloon in his hand. Yeah. Uh, you look up and uh, the balloon, it looks like your face on it. Yeah. But like long, but like long dead, like worms kind of like uh, are coming in and out of your uh, of your uh, skin and skull in and uh, out. Yeah, there's like a spider that uh, has uh, both your eyes completely made of spider webs. You know, what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, you're like, what the fuck? And uh, you look up at the guy and the clown looks at you and he goes, hello, Aaron. My name is Dreamy Dan, <laughs> ruler of the dreamscape. And he goes, and welcome to. Welcome to Lovecraft, Volume 3. The balloon pops. You wake up, uh, and you're kind of like suddenly sledding down again, and you're like, what the hell? And at the bottom, it's strange. At the bottom of this hill is this figure dressed completely in yellow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But like, there's like a hood over, its, over its, uh, its head, so you can't like see... You know, but you just know it's like some sort of figure wearing this like giant cloak or or whatever, and uh, you kind of go towards it, and you're like, "Whoa, what the heck?" And then you kind of notice like the shit is that because coming out of its cloak at the bottom are like several tentacles, yeah, and um, they kind of go out and grab you by the throat and like yeah. pull you towards it, and you're just like kind of like helplessly uh, hovering uh, in front of this thing. Uh, you're uh, being choked by the tentacles, and you look into this uh, hooded figure's. Uh, the blackness underneath uh, the hood uh, and you, cause you can't see its face or anything like that. And you look into it and for just a second, you can see the uh, lost city of a uh, Carcosa with uh, its twin sons and its black stars. And then the tentacles squeeze uh, your neck and your head explodes. And great. You die. Great. Thank God. Killed by the yellow King. Yeah. <laughs> well i would have told i mean what why would you not get on that bike how fucking because man, it was happen? following me it was following me around its seat was glowing from the beginning i would have jumped on i mean i mean just ride around the old neighborhood on a magic bike Are you kidding yeah, me? i'm sure i'm sure that's i'm sure that's exactly what would have happened i'm sure it would have been mm-hmm. a, a joyful jaunt down memory lane on the back yeah. of a haunted bicycle fuck you yeah instead you got killed by haster the unspeakable <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. You should have got on the bike. Maybe you don't, don't make the bike it. so fucking creepy. What's creepy Maybe, about it? Pat, it was moving on its own. How do you not like it nuzzled my hand. It whimpered at me. It liked it loved you. Fuck you. 